Block number four, block number four is here. Hey guys, this is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We're gonna continue with five blocks to racing. So where we're at right now is January in block number four, if you're gonna be racing in February. This is when things really get personalized. You know, building aerobic fitness, there's not a lot of hacks to that. Um, we've kind of gone through block one, two, and three. A lot of those things um, they're not super complicated. Re and remember that your focus was on the gym, building strength. If you ride after you lift and your ride's not super optimal, you're feeling a little tired, you can't you know, push out tempo watts, or if you get into block three and you're doing some progressive stuff, that's okay. The gym is the focus. Just getting the hours on the bike is gonna be plenty. I really cannot stress that enough. And when we're talking about the weekend rides, a lot of times I schedule intervals during this time of year just so athletes don't get bored and go do a group ride and thrash themselves. You don't need that right now. You don't need to be going over the threshold and doing VO2 max stuff if you're not gonna use it. So um, block number four though, January, this is when things really, you need to take a step back and look at your schedule. So I'm gonna present a lot of different scenarios here and hopefully you can find one that's applicable to you. Again, email me if you have specific questions, but when we hit January, you have to first ask yourself, okay, if I'm racing in February, is it an A race? Are you going to Valley of the Sun and for some reason this is like your teed up event? Or maybe you're just starting to race um, and you don't need to have done a bunch of VO2 max stuff before that race. You wanna get in that zone, but you don't need to have been looking to progress through intervals and really hitting high numbers. Um, the other thing is some people are going to a team camp and you wanna ride well in February to team camp. There is nothing worse than going to team camp and leaving demotivated thinking, I don't belong on this squad or I'm not strong enough or what have I done with all my training? So block number four, I'm gonna read through this as I post it on the PDF um, and then we'll tweak things as needed. So for the gym, you can start to shift your work to plyo work if you want. Um, it's more fast twitch, it's really, you know, I would definitely do that if you're a sprinter type, or you could continue with strength, which is personally what I do. Um, I don't wanna give a cop out and say I do a hybrid model, because I don't really. I, I'm not super sold on the fact that plyo is necessary if you're doing some weekend, like town line sprints, and we'll get into those, but just decide. Maybe you wanna switch up from heavy weights, do plyo, but again, you wanna continue with your strength work throughout the whole year. So um, make a decision that you feel is best for you. Uh, if you're a diesel or a one-day racer or even just an all-arounder, I think strength is gonna be more beneficial. Um, but if you're getting stale from the gym and don't, you're not enjoying the heavy lifts, switch it up for you know uh, four weeks for a block and then go back to strength again and you can flip flop those as needed. So midweek, if you're gonna start racing, you wanna go through a VO2 max block right now. Um, there's no, I wanna start with saying that back when I first started training, we never would have thought of really doing a block of VO2 max that early because all the elders were telling you like, you don't wanna be a January superstar, you don't wanna peak too early. 
you're not going to peak unless you're doing a massive overload and tapering in or if you're overtraining or if you're going to team camp and doing you know 20 hours and then you've got a week off work and you're doing 20 hours and then you kind of crumble the peaking too early thing so rarely happens and it only happens to the person that just rides too much so if you set out a logical schedule with progression, you're gonna be fine with that. Um, and when I say progression in this sense, just talking about hours. Keep yourself in check. It's fun to go do a random five, six hour ride. Just don't stack up all these big rides that you don't soak up the stimulus, you get super freaking tired, and then when it comes to do work at the end of the block, you get into block number five, and you're like, crap, I'm wasted. Just avoid that and you'll be fine. So if you're gonna do a VO2 max block, you can Google that. There's a lot of different ways to attack it. I purely work the system, meaning I don't do five by five, let's say if that's what you choose, or if you go to optimize intervals and it says do four minutes and 30 second intervals. I don't always do that for the most part over and over again. Personally with myself and with athletes, the gains that you make from a specific duration usually end up being less than if you work the whole system, meaning do a eight by three minute workout, then do one on Thursday that's maybe a little bit less taxing. And then on the weekend, do some town line sprints. So you're you know racing for a town line. So that's gonna be more neuromuscular work. Then on the next Tuesday, instead of doing an eight by three again, maybe do six by four or a classic five by five. I don't think that you really need to be increasing the specific duration over and over again. The other issue is, it's so specified that unless you have an event that you know, hey, it's a five minute climb every lap, you're gonna get more overall benefit than just focusing on one interval. But number two, you're gonna find out where in the VO2 max range you're good and where you're bad, which sounds like it's, it's a zone. What do you mean? Like, what am I good at? What am I bad at? I, I really, I don't, five by fives suck because they're long, but I do pretty well at them. I had to work on getting better at eight by three because you're going harder for three minutes than five minutes. So for me, I knew I could, you know, get really good work in five by five, but I had to work on eight by three. And in this first block, if you change things up, I would really, I think you're going to learn a lot about yourself. Um, do one that has like a hard start where you start harder and allow your watts to fade a little bit while still staying in the zone or super high threshold by the end. Um, use that knowledge to then say, okay, hey, I'm actually like really good at the short stuff, but five, six minute efforts, like I suck at that. And then maybe as you're getting into intensive aerobic stuff, the next block, you notice like, hey, I'm really good at a 20 minute test, but at 10 minute, I kind of suck. And 10 minutes is a really important duration in cycling that nobody really talks about. So go through the VO2 max block. Um, Midweek, if you're going to start racing in March, I would recommend do an FTP block and then you're gonna do your VO2 max block the next block. Reason being, it's a great progression. You're coming out of doing low threshold, you're doing some burst workouts in block three. So in block four, go and hit the FTP stuff and you can use optimized intervals. You can also just ask yourself, look at your power duration curve and say, what am I sort of weak on? 10 minute, 15 minute, or 20 minute, or 25 minute. Choose one of those, work two of them during the block, um, or you could work one and just really try to progress the wattage. There's a lot of ways to skin that cat. And again, 
you gotta look big picture like are you thinking of event where's are you thinking of events in March as an A race do you know if there's like an uh, event specific duration that might be helpful there's so many questions that you could ask from this like I'm just trying to give the best advice from a template as possible um, and again this is one reason why I hate template plans there's no way it knows even the slightest amount enough about you and what you're trying to achieve to help you out uh, in the right way or in the most optimized way. So, um, and then let's talk about the weekend. So, Townline sprints, when I assign these, are actually like the most skipped workout that I give because people think it's like just mail it in, like they don't have to do it. Townline sprints are an amazing way to hone your finishing kill. Because if you don't know how to win from a group of four people where one person's probably a faster sprinter, one person might have like a sick one minute diesel like attack at the end, one person's older and crafty, whatever, everybody has these different characteristics. If you don't understand how to beat all three of them, you will never win a bike race unless you are by yourself which is so damn hard to do, right? When do you ever get off the front, unless it's the last like 5K, let's say, and win by yourself? Very few people do that. So townline sprints simply mean when you see a townline sign when the t or a county sign, um, when they are changing, that is a sprint line. And some people are gonna go far. Some people are gonna go, uh, they're gonna wait too late. Like all the dynamics, come into play, but also since it's only January now and you're doing this, you're not full steam ripping. It gives you the understanding of where your body's at so that if you go to do training races or races in February, you know like what your matches are and what kind of finishing kill you have. Learn this craft. If you take anything from the series, like this is literally racing specific training. So do that, do the townline sprints, Every other weekend. Um, this means like 10 of them. If you don't have a ton of town lines, you can use stop ahead signs. That's big in Tennessee here. Um, this means 10 sprints. This is not a three hour bike race, right? You don't, those 10 sprints are enough hard efforts. The rest of the time is zone two, zone three. Continue building that aerobic engine. You can get a little more, more animated on climbs, um, but really the overall focus is still aerobic, I don't know if I said aerobic focus is still aerobic. The overall focus is still aerobic because it's a long season and it's January, but there's no harm in starting to get these systems rolling, okay? Um, overall, I would say two max hard days a week. So if you're doing the VO2 max block, do Tuesday, do Thursday, and then Saturday, you know, do these sprints, but lock it up at that. That's really three hard days. So I'll, I'll take my word back, two to three hard days, but. I, when you racing, when's the first A race, gotta think of all those things. Um, if you are racing in mid-February now, just make sure you look, and let's say it's Valley of the Sun, what stage are you targeting? What system really needs to be humming? That's what you wanna be training in January so that then you have time to taper, right? Because you're not gonna be training through February if you have a race in the middle of the month. So this just highlights how you need to always map things backwards. What is the date of the event? What is the goal? How teed up do you have to be? What training do you have to do for it? What does the event demand of you? And now map it backwards. 
there are a million ways to do this when I hope this is like stirring up some questions in your head because the planning piece is so important. And I just, you need to think about your training and it is okay. If you don't have money for a coach, that's totally cool. I understand that. I'm not here to sell you coaching. I hope that doesn't come across that way. But I want you to understand how to take information that you get from a template like this and apply it to yourself by asking these questions, by you know moving these training blocks around so it applies to you. Don't just pay somebody $15 for something that has nothing to do with you because that really to me is more confusing. Um, the only reason we ever started the $8 plan, which is getting almost out of hand because a lot of people really enjoy it because we go through and we do the power file analysis. We understand who you are as an athlete. We understand what your top event is and where you're going. So we do this for you. So five blocks for racing. We just did number four. The next one in February is going to be the last one of this series. And I might continue this. There's just so many variables once races start that I think it'll be better to shift this to cat four questions because those specific questions, the more we get will overlap with other people. And I think I'll just be able to address a larger group of people. So um, one cat four question that I will address very soon is why, <laughs> I I'll read the exact email, but it basically was why are you putting out all this free content? Um, and I will answer that because I think the origin story of Evoke Bike needs to be told more as to why this even started. Had I realized we are still baby Evoke Bike, I get that. I never thought we would have a video with like 8,000 views or, you know, we're getting to the point now, the blog is getting very popular and we're really appreciative that people are actually reading it, sharing it, engaging with us, emailing us. Um, I'll get into why Evoke Bike started, exists, and why so much free content. That's always been our thing from day one. And this is it. So five blocks to racing. I hope number four was helpful. Post your questions below and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. See ya.